0: want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the halo talks 400 podcast completed to date we're going to a thousand by 2024 if you're so inclined we'd love to have you go to itunes for us fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally we are now on chartables top lists and moving up the charts also if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. More on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of bringing in a positive COVID story to our listener base. I am having Felipe Old Man Azena <laughs> representing from the partnership of Azena and Takio poppy ishi We're going to talk about Cinder Fit. We're going to be talking about using construction blocks that could actually maybe be patented. And we're going to talk about building a business during the pandemic. So Felipe Oldman, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you, Pete, for having me. We're so excited to be here with CinderFit today. Awesome. So I saw you guys outside with your your prototype at the uh, Ursa Dallas. I didn't really know what you were doing, but I definitely knew you were using cinder blocks, which I thought was like a very good rudimentary way to get a workout in when uh, a lot of fitness uh, equipment supply was sold out and you guys were doing some really cool exercises with them. So talk about, you know, what prompted you to start a fitness products business during the pandemic. And, you know, what kind of research did you do uh, as part of that? Or just saying like, look, man, I don't have to do any research. Like I know what's going to happen and I know we're going to be successful. So talk about the storyline. Yes.
1: Yeah, so as you know, you know, 2020, uh, March, 2020, we're all sitting at home. Can't buy fitness equipment anywhere. I I had lived in uh, Guatemala for a couple of years. I was in the Peace Corps down there. And uh, I had, you know, seen cinder blocks being used as furniture um, for shelves, for beds. And so I had, you know, built a couple of shelves in my backyard using cinder blocks. And uh, we didn't have any equipment. We picked up these cinder blocks um, and started working out with them. Uh, my partner, you know, my workout buddy now, he started doing some research online. And, you know, there was a whole subculture of, of folks doing uh, cinder block workouts. Um, and so... We just started doing these workouts around our block we started doing farmers carries and then you know walk 500 meters with them squats thrusters dips push-ups and then uh, we're like wow this is a this is a wonderful workout buddy started joining us um, and so we had a, a crew of people every Wednesday doing cinder fit workouts we started joking around so calling it cinder fit okay. um, and then uh, and then we just kind of you know the, the neighborhood started you know, the Google group started talking about us and uh, the workouts we were doing. Um, So that's how it pretty much started.
0: Got it. So from a standpoint of, um, you know, you have market validation because, you know, you guys used it, solved your frustration, people from the neighborhood start coming by, Um, you're getting results with it. You know, if I was, you know, an investor in the business, I would say, you know, old man, how big is the market? Uh, What's the total addressable market? You know, what's your What's your uh, contribution margin? Um, how much money are you going to spend on marketing? How much of that was relevant to you guys, you know, being entrepreneurs, saying like, look, I don't have to validate anything except the micro experiment that we've done. And if we like it, we know there are hundreds of thousands of people that are also going to like it. And that's my business plan.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's the latter, right? Um, we, we, were, we started the Cinderblock workouts, um, you know, really not, not thinking this is going to become a business. You know, it, it just, my, my partner, he comes from a product development background and he started saying, Hey, listen, we should design our cinder block. And I said, you know, you're crazy. Initially, I'm like, this is a, a terrible idea. Um, and then, so once we go back to the gym, we walk into the gym and some guy has this ram roller, which is um, uh, basically a pipe with, with rubber on it. And that's used, used by, by Spartan races. Um, and so at that point I said, Hey, how much does that cost? Um, and he said it was 150 bucks, and I kind of that kind of opened my eyes up. And I said, "Wow, you know, if if someone's paying 150 bucks for a ram roller, um, you know, I, I think we can do something much nicer than um, you know than that a, a pipe." Um, and so what we decided from there was to engage with some industrial designers, and and from there, you know, we we basically tasked them with the idea of saying, "Hey, we need you to design a cinder block that looks like a piece of furniture first and foremost." And so when they came back with this design, we were like, wow, I think we have something here. Um, so once we saw the design, we're like, okay, I think, you know, there's a real big opportunity here. And, you know, I think, you know, going back to the first part of your question is, you know, how big is the market? I mean, we we, we honestly think that the cinder block will be in every home gym and gym in the United States within the next 10 years and beyond. Um, we think that this has the possibility of, you know, making kettlebells obsolete and, uh, as well as, you know, replace, you know, to a certain extent, dumbbells and, 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 and kettlebells too.
0: So Felipe, how do you get a patent on a cinder block?
1: Um, so I, I had started a previous company, um, in the software industry. And I had used a patent attorney. Um, we reached back out to the same patent attorney um, and uh, we have both a, a design and a utility patent on, on the, on the block. We've been approved for the design patent. The utility patent is still patent pending on that one.
0: Got it. So to entrepreneurs out there that have a product, it's cool. You know, you could potentially spend 50 to hundred thousand dollars or more on a patent by country by you know, SIC code. Um, how did you guys think about that as like, look, we got a limited amount of cash, a limited amount of resources. How important is a patent versus building a brand and having the workouts? And I don't know if I need to protect this. Probably down the road, an investor or a potential buyer, if you guys decide to go that route, would say, does this have a patent on it? Yep. Right. That's just what they say. Yeah. Um, so how, what are your thoughts on that as a use of proceeds or use of of sources of capital for an early stage business. And why did you guys decide to invest in that and and try to get that protection versus spending on marketing?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we just felt that if we're going to go down the path to raise money, bring on investors, that would be one of the first questions that they ask. Um, So we felt like that was certainly money worth spending um, and so what we did is we went after the U.S. patent, uh, European patent, and Brazil um, because those are the three largest fitness markets. Um, we did not do Australia, um, and that's because of you know cash flow issues that we have. Um, and so uh, yeah, you know it, it, we haven't spent very much money on marketing either. Um, you know most of our money has been really just spent um, you know locally here in Miami. Um, one of our uh, early investors and my neighbor that saw us working out with cinder blocks. He's the chief marketing officer for Bacardi, um, and oh, so nice. yeah, so he he was been really he really had us focus just on Miami. Don't go out. Don't go blow a bunch of money on influencers. Um, you know, work the Miami market. Let's do events, do drop ins. You know, it, it's it's door to door sales, uh, showing the blocks to to gyms, letting them experiment with it, understand what the block does. Um, And then really just building a CinderFit community here in Miami. Um, You know, we're just doing these amazing workouts, bringing the Miami community together. We're getting 30, 40 people out to these workouts at different locations throughout Miami, having people interact and and really trying to build that CinderFit community. We really want to build almost like sort of a a CinderFit cult in a lot of ways.
0: Gotcha. Um, You know, you take a look at TRX, uh, which is a group that we've we've worked with and and tracked over time. Um, You know, the grassroots of that business was – Certifying 250,000 trainers in in TRX, um, I don't know if they necessarily pulled off or that or they should pull off, you know, some kind of multi level or almost like a, um, you know, an independent distribution network where the trainers now are selling the product on behalf of the company and have like a very localized um, sales and marketing team, you know, almost like um, you know an AdvoCare or an Isogenics or you know groups that are in the the MLM business where. You know, they have these things in their trunk and they go to schools and they go to teams and they go to athletic departments and they go to, you know, independent gyms and they're selling, you know, supplements and, and everything else, you know, through this type of network. Um, you've got 10 workouts, you know, right now on the, on the CinderFit. Um, how do you think about, you know, certification um, or maybe just, uh, you know, having people become, you know, CinderFit, uh, you know, experts or certified yeah. What, what's the plan on that front?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we're very focused right now on you know developing more products, um, but there, there there eventually has to become a recurring revenue model for us um, if we want to exit at a, at a big multiple. So whether it's certification, creating digital content, um, you know, we've we've even talked about you know, uh, I mean creating cinder fit gyms. I don't know if we want to go down that path. I think these are all options that we have, but it's way too early for us. Um, we've, we've we haven't been at this for even a year yet. So I, I think that, you know, we just have to be patient and I think eventually we'll find our way into what
0: that recurring revenue model is going to be. But I think there, yeah. there are different options for us. So talk about what your team looks like with, with you and your partner, how you kind of, as entrepreneurs, you know, obviously you, both utility infielders. So whatever needs to get done, somebody's going to do it. Yep. But how do you think about, you know, what you're in charge of, what he's in charge of, what other members you brought on either part-time or full-time? Because I think a lot of mistakes on behalf of entrepreneurs is that they don't know who the next hire is. Yep. And they don't know what box is going to be filled in order to optimize the revenue that then gives you the cash flow to basically build out the back of the office.
1: Yep. So, you know, I, I'm a firm believer of, of bringing in people that are, are a lot smarter th- than I than I am. Um, I, I am not from the fitness space. You know, I've, I've been, you know, a, a fitness uh, person my entire life. I played soccer in high school. Um, I love riding my bicycle. I swim. I, I, I work out. I lift weights. Uh, but I'm not from this field. My, I come from more of a real estate background. But I, I, I have taken over, you know, the CEO role um, since we launched the, the company. Uh, my business partner, he still has a full-time job, but, you know, he helps with fulfillment and, you know, sort of the back, back ends, uh, back office sort of stuff. And then we've brought on a couple of people that I've worked with in the past, too, that, that really kind of do, does all our marketing work for us, or email campaigns. Um, we have another girl that's a personal trainer. Um, she does all our social media for us. Um, but those are all very, you know, part-time, you know, folks. So it's really, you know, me and, and I would say a a half of, half of another person that are, are running the business right now.
0: Gotcha. You know, when you look at Miami and how many people have, you know, migrated down there, you know, from, from the Northeast, you know, I'd say Miami is probably one of the highest, uh, you know, workout routine, um, as a percentage of, of the total demographics, so when you take a look at it, you made a point earlier, which I think is really important to entrepreneurs. You know, sometimes you kind of jump to a new market without realizing that your backyard's actually a lot bigger than you think. Yeah. And the advice that you got there. So how do you look at it? You know, maybe give us like how you're, how you guys think about, you know, concentric circles going out and saying, look, let's spend all of our time in Miami. Let's just like not leave this this DMA or from Miami to Fort Lauderdale we're, then we're going to West Palm then we're going to Jupiter then we're going to you know we'll eventually get to Orlando That's probably not going to be till the end of the year let's like actually like put stakes in the ground train people and now we basically have built almost like missionary work if you will
1: yeah it's it's a very much a grassroots campaign in a lot of ways right um so when i say Miami you know we we've dabbled up in Fort Lauderdale uh you know we've gone as far as, as West Palm but you know, we're, we're very focused on, on the South Florida region. Um, I think after, you know, we're done with Miami, you know, and when I say done with Miami is, you know, after we've hit, you know, most of the gyms down here um, we'll probably look at Tampa, but we're also considering, you know, maybe even, you know, maybe we deploy to Los Angeles uh, perhaps, you know, we have to really think about, you know, what that next big market is. But right now we're focused on Miami, you know, just doing these drop-offs to gyms where we go, we give them, you know, two or three blocks, let them play around with it for three weeks. They experiment with it. They put content up for us for free, essentially. We reuse that content, um, and so that that has helped us um, sell direct to consumers. So we've done, you know, for for a business that has not spent, you know, very much money. When I say very much money, probably two or three thousand dollars on online advertising. Um, we've done very well for, with just word of
0: mouth mm mm-hmm. and given that you're not from the industry, you know there's a lot of groups that get enamored with celebrity trainers um, that they maybe give free product to maybe they use them in marketing campaigns uh, a lot of that is not necessarily defensible from uh you know what's the return on investment uh, on that where I think you should basically give somebody an affiliate code I'll give you what you sell but I'm not giving you something if nothing happens um so how do you guys think about the world of you know, social media and saying, Hey, I'm not going to go and pay like the rock. I'm not going to give him like 30% of the company, even though he lives in Miami. Um, and then hope that, you know, he focuses on this, you know, and, and really like supports us long-term. You know, how, how do you think about those types of, you know, flyers, if you will?
1: Yeah. So, we, you know, we've, we've sent, you know, probably, uh, you know, two or three or four influencers that we've kind of identified and you know, these are influencers that have a hundred thousand, half a million, you know, followers, um, on Instagram, we sent them blocks. And, you know, one of them, for example, is like, well, do you want me to set you up with an affiliate call? He's like, no, don't worry about it. He's like, if I like the product, I'm going to use it. Um, and so someone like that, um, a gentleman named Pat McNamara, um, he, uh, he uses the blocks all the time and, and we've seen the effect of what happens when someone like him uses the blocks. I mean, he really loves the product. He, he, he posted, he posts videos and we've seen direct results from, from him posting that, that, the that, those videos. Um, and so we've done that with two or three other people and, you know, we, we will provide them with affiliate codes, but I don't think we're ready to go out and, you know, give away half the company or whatever it is, you know, for, for these influencers. I think the product is good enough. That, that people want to use it. Um, and, you know, it's, good. It, it's going to take time, but we also don't want to dilute ourselves, you know, this early
0: in the company. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about, you know, you and your partner, you know, fast moving, want to make, make things happen. How do you kind of calibrate in your mind as an entrepreneur? How, how long is this going to take? How methodical are you going to be about it? Um, how much patience can you have? Because Patience isn't really something that describes you. It says in here that you're a progressive, driven, down to earth manager, leader who values relationships. Um, you probably can't stand still. So how are you, like, kind of self medicating to say, "Hey, look, we did make progress. Like, it's not as fast as I want, but I'm, I'm nothing's as fast as I want."
1: Yeah, I mean, listen. You know, it's it, again. I think what what keeps us, you know. Moving a bit slower is is just you know we don't have boatloads of money to go spend and I think that's a good thing right like it's we're very bootstrapped and we're just trying to maximize you know what we can do with what little we have so I I think we'll we'll eventually hit an inflection point where we're going to have to just kind of dump you know a bunch of of gasoline on the fire um, and and then just kind of you know start doing the online advertising but again it's it's probably going to be more you know grassrootish style um, not not any big um, you know celebrity of, of any sort um, I think it, it's, it's just really the, the influential people out there on Instagram that that really believe in the product more than anything it's it's not it's not a big celebrity thing I think the celebrities will eventually catch on to it. But there, they'll 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 be later down the line um, once the, the masses are starting to use it, and this already has been in the hands of some NBA players here locally as well. So it's going to happen. Um, again, it's just been
0: ten months for us, um, so we just have to be patient. Mm-hmm. You know, when you take a look at you know health clubs and, and boutique fitness studios, some of them are under uh, franchisors. Yep. So, like Exponential Fitness, you know, has has ten different brands you know, Orange Theory has one brand, but they've got, you know, 1,500 locations. So as a, and and the franchise agreement states that you have to only buy products that we allow you to buy. Yep. So as you think about building the business, you know, getting a, a big account that has a thousand locations, you know, that, that would be a game changer and also, um, you know, put you in place for piggybacking off the growth of a new franchise sales. However, it seems like you guys want more market validation and maybe one of those groups calls you instead of you calling them, um, which kind of changes the conversation. So how do you think about like, I'm going to hold back on, you know, having that kind of order. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I can show the results. I got the content buttoned up. And then like, that's, that's an an objective part of this is just educational for entrepreneurs that some entrepreneurs come in and say, Hey, I'm going to build a thousand health clubs. I'm like, why don't you build five, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right from the two that you have, then let's build ten, and then let's figure out if like the tenth one is the prototype or not. You know what I <laughs> mean?
1: Yeah. So um, you know, we we're finding more success right now. I mean, we there we're finding more success with the boutique studios where mm-hmm. and, and just independently owned. I, I mean, I've walked into Orange Theories it's just the level of bureaucracy in there, you know, in and, and organizations like that, you really have to talk to the people at the very top, right? You can't talk to the, to the people um, in, in the actual Orange Theory locations or whatever it may be. And I'm not just pointing out Orange Theory. These are the F45s. It's, it's whatever, you know, franchise that, that is around here locally. So um, that being said, we, we are talking to some, some boutique uh studios at a national level, that are, 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 are very interested in, in, working with us. And this is just something that's happened in the last, you know, two or three weeks. So I think we're, we're, you know, we're starting to reach out to, to, to the national players and we're getting some positive response.
0: That's great. Um, you got any, uh, uh, quotes or, um, sayings that you guys live by or that, you, you know, you you're like, Oh, that's a, that's an old man, uh, commentary. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm big into leadership and management, um, and I and I say this to my son that's always that's on on his little league soccer team here. Um, I got this from the book The Navy SEAL Art of War, and it's Mm. uh, pain is weakness leaving the body, Um, Mm. and so I think it applies both to business and to you know general physical fitness. Um, You know, if if you want to get stronger, like you're gonna have to suffer a little bit, right? Like you're gonna have to get your muscles going and, and hurting and the same thing with entrepreneurship it's it's not an easy path um there yeah. are a lot of you know days that you're like man why am i doing this uh, but i think i think this you know it just makes you
0: stronger so um I, i'll leave it with that that's a great that's a great quote yeah for, for all those who don't know you have to tear the muscle in order for, to get bigger yeah. because it doesn't want to be torn <laughs> again that's how it works right so all right well cinder fit will be a household name Love that you guys started this during a pandemic. Love you just took the initiative to say, hey man, I got to solve my own frustrations and got the market validation to say other people you know, started coming by. So that's the way most businesses are built and it's not trying to, say okay i want to be in the boutique fitness space i'm going to put a you know an aerial yoga on top of a you know a spin bike and that's a concept (laughs) you're not solving any frustration that you personally had you're just trying to you know create a mixed ice cream um anyway man uh, look forward to uh, meeting you a person instead of watching you guys work out on the turf i'll work out with you and uh welcome officially to the halo sector
1: thank you pete thank you for everything you're doing out there for us thanks man good to see you yeah thank you